Ladies and gentlemen, and variations thereof, welcome to the Selective Zorecast, a casual Elder Scrolls podcast. Uh, I have to go down there now to to turn things on. That's what that's that's what that nonsense is about. Um, I only have one standing desk. I don't have two. Uh, today we're talking about Mehrin's Dagon, which I mean nobody knows anything about whatsoever. Um, so I'm I'm I'm. Oh no, wait. I'm sorry. We study the crap out of this guy. It's it's like Mehrin's Dagon and Molag Ball. We just rant constantly about those two. They have very compelling spheres. Um, anyway, my name is Rotten Deadite, and with me today are. I am James, also known as Aramithius. I am Felix, also known as Banu Hanumasaishi. I'm Andrew, also known as the White Guar. And this is Jonathan, also known as Sophus. Who is really quiet, by the way, Jonathan. Can you, like, crank your stuff? Maybe? Let's let's see. Mm-hmm. Crank it up to 11, homie. You yeah. gotta speak up, dear. I'll just put <laughs> my mic way closer to my face. Is that better? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless you're deep throating the mic, it's not close enough. Yeah. What Just an that excellent shit over your start tongue. to the Marin's Dagon episode, right? Yeah. Like that's that's just the casual Elder Scrolls podcast, and not professional. If we started doing this professionally, then it would just be, oh, it's so embarrassing. We have to start over. Yeah, but uh, oh, actually, let's talk about starting over and leaping and new worlds, and I think that's our transition. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about Mehrin's Dagon. This is the, uh, the my, my my really brief, you know, new pitch is Mehrin's Dagon is the Daedric is commonly referred to as the Daedric Prince of Destruction. He's the big devil-looking guy with four arms, and he's all red. And if you played Skyrim, he's the guy that you get that little dagger from that occasionally kills things, but never when it's supposed to. And you just kind of <laughs> stuffed it in your house and left it there or maybe put it on the wall, but ignored it largely. And it was kind of plain looking anyway, so screw it. Um, little did you know that you just managed to get a, uh, a Daedric artifact that's so unbelievably powerful it can turn a Bosmer into an Altmer. So, uh, let's, Probably. let's see, um, the, uh, I, I've mentioned this before, but the, the, when we get like Daedric princes or Adric, um, gods that have, um, you know, uh, themes that I really like, uh, I'm always going to bring up, um, I'm always going to mention that I like it. And Mehrin's Dagon has a really good, if enormously broad sphere of just flat destruction. It's very sort of Shiva, I think, esque of being kind of, is it Shiva I'm thinking of? Yeah. Uh, um yes. yeah. And, Shiva the Lord of Destruction. Yeah. And um that's a that's fine. But if anybody but from from the studying that I've done of Shiva, it, it's pretty rapidly apparent that Shiva is um one of those gods that just gets their business their nose into like everybody's business because of how broad that sphere is. And you can divide Shiva up into a million little tiny gods and still have a lot to work with, which they do. Um yes? That's a little complicated, but uh we'll continue later. Yeah. Um <laughs> not it's not I'm not not too off topic yet. Uh, Shiva also has four arms. Yes, that's absolutely right. And when we talk about, uh, Mehrin's Dagon, um, oh, I should also mention for the, for the, uh, for the, uh, people who are not into the super dank lore, Mehrin's Dagon was of course the main bad, the big, bad, big, bad, evil guy in Oblivion. And if you are into the dank lore, he was also the big, bad, evil guy in, um, Battlespire. Battlespire. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, which not many people played, which is a shame because it's real good. 
Mm. Uh, um, and that's kind of, uh, I, I mean, Meherin's Dagon isn't really in Oblivion much. Except for the end, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah, he, he, he can't destroy things forever in Oblivion. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, but also uh, the big, like, major you know, driving force of Oblivion is not fighting Meherin's Dagon, it's preventing Meherin's Dagon from showing up at all. Nah. Um, so it kind of makes sense that you don't. I mean, it still would it would have been nice if he was a little more you know prominent. But instead, we got um, some other really forgettable character. Uh, what was his name? Um, uh, Mankar Cameron, who's fantastic and uh, just full of dank lore. And we're definitely going to be bringing him up, um, <laughs> despite the yeah, fact that it, it feels like a, we've done like three casts on his ass already. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's the thing though. Are we actually dealing with um are we actually dealing with Dagon as Dagon with that though, or are we just dealing with Cameron's interpretation of right. and smashing together? Because I would never have associated him with Magna Gay until with the Magna Gay until we get to Oblivion. Por que no las dos? Yeah. Yeah. Um well I mean I, I think we should probably try to stay away from Mankar Cameron because we've talked about him quite a bit. Oh yeah. But, I mean we're we're gonna bring him up anyway, so I'm, don't <laughs> fight it, but let's try and rein it back when we start to edit because Mankar Cameron's given us a lot of um interesting ideas. Um <laughs> not the least of which is that Merhorn's Dagon has a tie to Lig, everybody's favorite alternate universe yep. Tamriel. Um yes. Felix, you wanted to bring that up, I think? Uh, no, because I'm not the, the leg expert, which is why oh, it's mine. that Chris and Evan aren't here. Um, yeah. I wanted to bring up something about Shiva and the aspect hmm. of the Lord of Destruction in um, the Hindu slash Dharmic idea of what Shiva represents. Hmm. Um, cool. the, the way the universe is divided um, is that you have a creator god, you have a maintainer god, and you have a destruction god. So the creator, I believe, is Brahma, or Brahman, I can't remember, but I think it's Brahma. Um, the maintainer, I believe, is um, Vishnu and his various avatars, and the destroyer is Shiva, from whom all the waters of the world flow forth. And um, the, the idea is that in order for the world or something to begin anew, it has to be destroyed. Um, so it's, it's not about, you know, we want the world to end. It's just, this is a natural part of the cosmic cycle. It, it's, it just happens. It's part of the order of things. And, um, that's part of why, uh, various different associations of Shiva have different depictions or emphasis. So there are some who emphasize his destructive, um, aspect, hence the, like, um, it's almost like a ring of fire that surrounds him on some of his um, bronze statues. There are other aspects that um, take on the waters of like uh, the the waters of like Brahma and the unity of the cosmos and the knowledge therein. There's that association. There's the association with time because time ultimately destroys all things. Hence, why Shiva is one of the most powerful gods. And so there's all these different sort of aspects or facets to this one God and all he encompasses that uh, people or sects within Hinduism may choose to um, adhere to or place emphasis on, which is why you have, um, and this will obviously uh, resonate with a lot of um, 
Elder Scrolls nerds is the the lingo, which is basically a metaphorical penis um, that you drip and pour water and milk onto, and it's meant to represent um, Shiva's dick, basically, to be very crude about it. Mm. Um, so, you know, m- Fifty Shades of Muatra, whatever you want to call it. Um, so there's, there's all these different ways of honoring Shiva and the various aspects of Doom, which brings us back to Merun's Dagon um, and his razor and all the different things you can do with that. Um, because I think also on the, uh, the UESP page, it talks about uh, Merun's Dagon and his Nimic. So yeah, his protonymic is Lekeloga, and his neonymic is Jelekeleho Debe Complex. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's like, okay, so we're talking about the same god, but he has all these different names, all these different titles. He's the Leaper Demon King. He's the, he's originally from Lig. He's, you know, the the Daedric Prince of Destruction. He's all these different things. So there's definitely some Shiva esque parallels but he's definitely stylized in a more western way for sure um but we should probably talk about like his nimic and and the razor and why he would have such a need for putting that artifact out there into the world yeah and it's can you guys hear me now oh yeah that's much better Mm -hmm. cool i have i have lots to say but i'll let you guys go um (laughs) no we're done no go go on (laughs) Okay, um, you mentioned uh, wanting to bring up the lake thing. So uh, he, when you start throwing in all of the different uh, myths, like especially Khajiit, um, he's not from Lig, uh, <clears throat> but he was sent there. Um, and the Khajiit even say he was tortured by Ball. <clears throat> and then uh, Meridia freed him. Um. <clears throat> so, I mean, I don't know where where should I start? Like the beginning here. So, yeah, as, start at the beginning, and then when you get to the know, end, stop. Uh, as we all know, so he probably starts off, or he starts off as the Leaper Demon King, where he, uh, actually, I'm going to start this off by saying, Dagon is the good guy. Um, Dagon or Meruns? Dagon. All of the above, but I guess more okay. specifically Mayrunes. I I will yeah. get more uh, specific with that. Yeah. So he starts off as the Leaper Demon King. His whole goal there is to stop the cycle of death. He wants immortality for everyone. He he's kind of in a way aligns with Altmer ideology, which I think helps show why we have not one but two instances of Altmer using him to try to achieve the dawn again uh, both Cameron and in ESO um, so you know he gets cursed by uh, Alduin and turned into Dagon destruction in order and he has to go destroy all of the pieces that he saved from previous kalpas. Um, at some point in time, we don't really know when, but judging by, uh, I 
can never remember the name of the book. Hold on. Uh, Adversarial Spirits, where it talks about the different Khajiit gods. It sounds like it was probably somewhat sometime in one of the dawns. Uh, he gets thrown into um, <clears throat> the Great Darkness, which I think there's an argument to say that that's also Lig. Or at least uh, Lig is sort of like a part of it. Um, so he gets thrown down there by uh, Anner uh-huh. um, and tortured by Ball. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into some more uh, crazy stuff. I also think that Vivek talked about this. Um, there are a lot of similarities between Hanout and City Face with Dagon and Mayrun's Dagon. Um, I wrote a whole wrote a whole thing about this. So in the commentaries, he's taken by the Gi and put into Lig. In uh, Sermon 26, uh, Hanout is taken by the, gra- the Grabbers into the adjacent place. Uh-huh. If you assume the adjacent place is Lig, it all lines up. But you would have to make that assumption first. Mm. Um, so, uh, the, I'm looking at my notes here. I have a whole thing about this. Um, so Ha Note is made with Tower Hope, uh, into City Face, the, uh, Gi use, or give hope to uh, Dagon. <clears throat> um, and Hanot is pretty much the, or uh, City Face is a destructive force in the adjacent place. Hmm. That's the general gist of it. Um, I mean, I could read the whole thing, but it's it's kind of long. <clears throat> League is only adjacent at mm-hmm. its creation. Maybe? Um, I, I, I wonder, well, I mean... Like, I, I kind of try, whenever I think about Lig, I kind of try to think about its symbolic kind of creation and the way that it, it came about with the, you know, the old map of Tamriel that, it's, you right. know, that was created it's, but not utilized. It's a form of recreation, um, is the thing, because, um, because, um, Lig, because, um, well, Maroons and Lig have a, an interesting relationship because they, they they both destroy and change each other because um, you've got because um, Meroons throws down Lig, but Meroons is created by the Magna Gate in Lig, mm-hmm. um, which if we're taking Leaper Demon King as as a thing, then he was the Leaper Demon King before, and now is now is transformed into Meroons by um, by the Gate in Lig. If we can if we can assume that um, that does almost put Lig as something that's um that is in between Calpers um in order for in order for that framework to make sense. Um I've also seen a fantastic piece on Reddit that's um saying that um Dagon created the moons or if you want to see Lig look up. Um mm-hmm. draw, it's dr- drawing off the idea of um of things like um Dagon threw Lig down um threw Lig down on its face and cracked its face. Mm-hmm. And the idea that 
Lorcan is um, is cracked asunder um, and his divine spark fell and that sort of thing. It's playing it's playing mostly on those sorts of language on that yeah. sort of language. Um, right. And I, yeah. I was just say and and just mm. to put a cap on that, uh, Merid Nunda uh, used Dagon to fight the lattice and to destroy the lattice. Ooh. Really need to brush up on my QVR. So is <laughs> um, yeah. So is league sub key to the lattice then? Just going totally off on a tangent here. I um, personally think that well, league is the realm of Lorcage beneath the world. Oh, oh, he's the, the he's the third the third moon the dark the darkness behind the moons. The the yeah he's the yeah yeah, yeah. that that's my personal. Okay, I, I can see that. Um. Um, but by the way, uh, Chris, you mentioned um, about uh, old map of Tamriel that wasn't used. I was going through some stuff of mine a while ago, and I found this old map of Morrowind that I made, like, must have been early high school. Ooh. Um, and this was before I <laughs> even saw a map of Tamriel. And I haven't scanned this and uploaded it to the website, so everyone here gets mm. a sneak peek. Oh boy! Yeah. Uh, uh. Your camera ate most of it, but yeah. Oh. Okay. Is that? Oh, I see. Yeah. No. There. There's Vardenfell in the middle. Yep. yep. And then yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, middle, upper left, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's the thing that uh, will hopefully be sharing at some point in the future. <laughs> Isn't there mm. something in Alduga about the creation of Mephren's Dagon from Leaper King? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it sounds yeah. that way. That that does seem to be yeah. the indication, yeah. Well, it's it's specifically Dagon, not Mehrin's Dagon. Mehrin's yes. Dagon is fashioned in the bowels of Lig with the razor. Well, um, are Mehrin's and which, Dagon distinct entities? That's just what I was about to ask. Yeah. Uh, according to Cameron, they I want to say they were. Uh, yep. And a but Dragon Ball Z fusion thing. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like yeah. not anymore. That that's <laughs> that's kind of what I gather from Terrius. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. again on the subject of the razor though, we probably should talk about that. Like as Chris mentioned at the start of the stream, it's one of the most powerful <laughs> artifacts. Um so we and and we've already mentioned it in in passing like two or three times. So we should probably touch on that. It's. I mean, mm, if we're taking the commentaries at their word, then I know I know it's a terrible <laughs> idea, Chris. You can stop pulling that face. Um, <laughs> They're pure fact. That. <laughs> your fact. Yeah. Then. Um, then, then the razor is a creation of um, of the Magna Gi, and def- therefore, co- therefore comes f- therefore comes from Ethereus. So, if you're going with if you're going with the razor, um, if you're going with the ra- um, with the razor as originating there, then it can manipulate the very stuff of creation because it comes from outside of creation. Is my thought that it's it, it's not a daedric artifact in the conventional sense? It would have to. It would have to come from entirely from um, from some, from somewhere else because it's not. It's been associated with 
Maroons and maybe identified with Maroons. Um, but if the if the gay are related to it at all, that it's drawing from another source altogether. Right, but I think it like it's considered a Daedric artifact, um, not yeah. because Maroons created it, but because no. um, it was used to cut him into Maroons' day god. Right, if I have my oh. my Lord knowledge oh. correct. Uh, I don't think we have that concrete. Um, the, the the phrasing in the in the commentaries um, is that the gay created Maroons the Razor in the bowels of Lig. Ah, so okay. it's not precisely Dagon. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, it could be something uh, that the Magna Gear used as a an aspect of Mer- of Dagon to create Maroons Dagon. Mm-hmm. Um, as like. I mean, the, the, the problem is that what we're talking about are not, I mean, they're not physical entities, are they? They're, they're concepts, they're, um, yeah. they're gods, they're yeah. energies, you know? And so when, when, you t- when you talk about the creation of, uh, of a, a physical item like, the, the, like Mehrun's dagger, um, to se- yeah, I mean, separating it from Dagon may not be possible or necessary. I mean... Mm. It it might it's it's a little well. I'll put it to you this way. What, um, I think I mentioned this a little while ago in chat to somebody. The razor is a lot like the razor's relationship to Dagon could be could considered to be a, a lot like the relationship of um, Muatra to Vivek. It's okay. Effectively inseparable because it's effectively the same thing, but it's not the same thing. It's a it's like saying. You know, I mean, I mean, check off your check off your, you know, if you've got young on your bingo card, here it comes. It's a little uh, bit like separating. Go, <laughs> it's a little bit like talking about, like, the, the differences between the id and the ego and the self. Mm-hmm. The, the self theoretically encompasses the id and the ego, but. It's not that's not to say that the id and the ego are can <clears> be separated <throat> from each other or for that matter, from the self. It's. <laughs> Three parts form the whole, right? Past, present, and future are all aspects of time. Well, three parts form the whole in the same respect that the three members of Alms form Alms They're all the same thing, but they're also separate from each other. I mean, part. I mean, like Jung will talk about the separation of the ego from the self, so that you can then begin to examine the self, like remotely, Zen Zen Buddhism style. You know. Uh. Um. But the but the fact is the ego never leaves the self. It's not, you know, it's not part. Mm. <laughs> mm, hang on, because the <clears throat> ego, uh, at least if if you you know, to on the other side of the planet, you have the Dharmic faiths of um, Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism that say that in order to achieve enlightenment you must kill your ego to rejoin the collective spiritual whole right so ego death is required for enlightenment in the eastern mm-hmm. faiths yeah yeah but one of the ways that uh, mm-hmm. jung exa- uh, uh, phrased ego death w- w- using a little bit less you know violent language was to, was to talk about ego separation from the self um it's not really killing off the ego. It's just withdrawing the. It's it's not withdrawing. It's separating the ego. It's extracting the ego from the self. Hmm? Is that the word dissociation? <clears throat> yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. 
It, except it's not disassociation because you're not. It's 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 like um, it's like a magical thing that you do. Where a you magical bake, thing. Yeah, you bake a cake, right? Imagination. It's yeah. You ba- you bake a cake, and then you do a thing that pulls all the eggs out. Right. Okay. You needed the egg to make the cake. But but after the cake has been made, theoretically, the egg has been distributed throughout the cake. But then you're doing some kind of a crazy thing where you're pulling the egg out of the cake. It still was used to create the cake. It's still part of the cake. But now it's separate from it. Sounds like a terrible cake. I know. It's awful. Oh, it's going to be all crumbly and terrible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Won't hold together. Does that mean Marilyn's Dagon crumbles without the presence of the razor? Yeah, probably. I think it's yeah. What's a cake without egg? Is that a is like a a, um? Yeah, you can't restart Tamriel in the egg of time without cracking a few eggs yourself. You hear me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Although that's the the idea about extracting particular bits um kind of interest interests me a little with in regards to Maroons more generally. Because if he's assuming that he's assuming that he's transcalpic, which I think we all are, mm. um, then um, the um, the um, the manipulation of the razor, it's <clears throat> um, it's not a physical thing that was done to him. He 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 died 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 and was re- both both died and was reborn with the razor because the ra- razor changed what his nature was. Um, that. Um, that his precise associations when he was throwing down Lig was something else. So uh, I'm I'm um, I'm curious as to what he would have been before he was before he was destruction. I mean, he's still associated with revolution to a degree. Is that just is that just a vestige, or um, um, it was that was that something else? Because because of because of the change that the razor and the gay did to him. I have a few ideas, but I'd like to hear if anyone else. Has to offer. Well, I mean, I, I, I know I know we we kind of briefly talked about hope, right? Mm-hmm. Is, <laughs> I, mean, I think we mentioned it, but I mean, I I, I got in an argument on Tesla. Big surprise! Um, oh, months months and months ago, and I I had told someone that well, yeah, I mean, part of Mayron's Dagon sphere is hope, and. People are like, oh, what the fuck you're talking about? You're crazy. And I said, well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, Mayron's day, if it's just destruction, then there's no resolution to the destruction. Why does he want to destroy so much? And and it's, you know, it's an overthrowing, it's it's a revolution kind of thing. Yeah. Uh and and it's it's pointless without a drive for something better. And that's and that's the hope that that Mayron's Dagon kind of kind of exhibits. I think yeah, because... rebellions are built on hope, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. Star Wars tells me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you you might destroy the empire and you know have something new spring up, and you hope it's going to be better, right? But then it's not, and well, you destroy that too, and then okay, you know, okay. right around we go. Yeah, and then you have hope in the second installment, and then uh, nah. yeah, I mean it 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 creates more of a cycle rather than you know just destruction, which is just half of a cycle. Because Marin Sagan isn't really associated with creation a whole lot, no. 
right? And and I mean, usually in in you know other real world religions, you any deity that's associated with destruction is also kind of associated with creation too. Um, that's, that's where the time dragon fills in. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's um, um, that's what I got. No, that I I can see where you're coming from. Um, I'm I'm kind of similar, but in a bit of a different way, in that I don't really see it as hope so much as progress. And again, I kind of blame this on my familiarity mm-hmm. with um, like Hindu extended family and growing up with Hindu stories, like as a kid. It's a big family. Um, yeah. If 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 you can't like, um, <clears throat> destruction is not always seen as um, wholly good or wholly bad. Um, a, fo- yeah. a forest needs to burn so that new life can emerge through it to add to the forest's diversity and strength and age. If you want to, you know, expand your business or you or your family, you need to like destroy the old shed so you can build your home extension. Mm-hmm. Um, a rotten old series of houses mm-hmm. in my neighborhood are going to be torn down and built with newer affordable housing so that they can bring more people into a smaller area, but still have affordable housing. Um, but those first buildings need to be destroyed in order for that to happen. Um, so it's, it's a thing that you can often see through the eyes of progress. So this old world needs to be destroyed so that a newer, better one can emerge. That's kind of how I view it. Less as hope, but more as a, um, you know, like if, if, if like already right outside, outside this window, no one's ever seen it, but there's this old fabric covered gazebo that we have, but it's getting really old and worn with age. There's holes in the top of it now. So, you know, we need to destroy it to get a new one because otherwise it's just going to fall apart and die and not be of use to anyone. So that, to me, is what Maroon's Dagon's purpose is in terms of being a destroyer, is he's trying to help, well, not, okay, air quotations, help um, bring forth progress and therefore change so that something new and interesting can happen, which is Daedric as fuck to be an agent of change uh, yeah so, so in essence you're saying that maroon's dagon is both the anti-version of sithis and tyler Durden all at once <laughs> sure <laughs> i'm gonna have to add fight club right bingo cards <laughs> yeah let's go, let's, let's go make some soap um <laughs> yeah but oh. it's it's slow <laughs> soap yeah. i think yeah. that I, I think that the sithis the sithis comparison is probably the, the biggest one because sithis is entropy Mm-hmm. And which is the, the kind of the antithesis of progress here, but right. it's still destruction and cycles. So, but it's a chaotic is, destruction. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas uh, okay, Mavrin's so, Dagon, or, De- or yeah. just Dagon, if you like, can can be exactly it can be destruction with purpose. Mm. Usually is honestly. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, I mean, look at what happened at the end of Oblivion. Right. right. He he makes it so that there's <clears> this <throat> radical change that takes place. No. Well, I mean, and, yeah, and, of course, is that situation. Yeah. Sam, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about about the word you used, Felix, of progress. And the thing with progress is it's not an inherent kind of kind of idea. 
right? I mean, you get change. If something changes, that's okay. That's that's fair. That's, that's an objective thing, but progress specifically has the the added, you know, um, for lack of a better word, kind of human perception. <coughs> okay. In, in 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 you know, <coughs> is it is it progress if you know we destroy something that's good, right? I, or or. You know, you remember, yeah, and like, I mean, to make if you a, to replace make, it with something better, yes, but that's not sure. always the case. And how do you, yeah, how do you yeah. judge that? Like, so, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. So, I mean, mm. it, to, to make a real world analogy, um, you know, I mean, <laughs> no, that's a great real world analogy right there. Yeah. <laughs> to make a real world analogy, bark. <laughs> he might, like he, a tree. He wants, he wants to go do the thing. And we go, um, mm, yes, hmm, bork, yes, hmm, bork. Yes, yes, mm. yes. Hey, no, hey, you speak? speak? Yeah, but the... Oh. That, that was oh. the best part. Oh. <laughs> that was so cute. Yeah. I think um, the... Yeah, the, 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 trying to, I'm just trying to pass the difference here between kind of Sithis and Merrins. Maybe if we start, if maybe you say progress is maybe the wrong word, but if we say change without a reduction in complexity, <laughs> I'm not. Like necess- I'm not necessarily uh, transformation trying- is what you're is the mm. word you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm not necessarily trying to get to the idea that progress is an inaccurate thing, um, but rather that progress is it is a matter of of interpretation so the, the real fair. world analogy i was trying mm. to get to is i mean we we'll, we'll look at the tearing on confederate statues you know erected after the civil war and go okay yeah those those shouldn't be glorified those should be taken down but the people who have kind of centered their their uh, uh, cultural identity on that quit your whining. um <laughs> So centered their I mean, cultural that, identity is a, a really safe way of saying racists. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, um, they you know they they see the tearing down of these statues as oh it's my heritage you know whatever, and and so those people will see the tearing down of statues not as progress but as regress, right? Or or infringing yeah, I, upon something. So from. so I think that because of that. And this kind of led me down to a uh, 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 boiled Maron's day gone down to being the prince of people suck. <laughs> because as soon as as soon as we tear down those those statues and put something up again, how long before someone goes, you know, maybe we shouldn't glorify these people because, oh, it turns out this person was a child molester or, you know, they were involved in this or that, the other thing. And so the revolution revolves. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so so it's every time there's change, people come along and fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And then and then Mayrun Stegon is necessary again. And so it's, it's not so much that um, he's, he is the proponent of change, he's just kind of the herald of it. Uh, or, or an agent of it. Okay. Yeah. I have um, some lines of reason, reasoning that would leads to a question. So, <laughs> if he is directly opposed to Ald in the Aldugada, Aldugada, get that thing. Aldugada. I always mess it up. I know, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Um, there's a lot. The of, there's a lot of letters in that word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. He's directly opposed to Ald there. Then he is in Lig and gets sort of reborn there. And 
uh, Lig is the domain of Lorcon, and he, and if Lorcon is the scarab, which would be the catalyst of change, would Maroon's Dagon, in essence, be sort of like the agent? actual presence agent of Lorcon within the Arbus? If 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 you go if you go broad enough to define Lorcon as change in general, then I think if Lorcon is the scarab, I mean the scarab itself is the catalyst for change. I would I would go along if we're going to give assigning Lorcan an agent among the days. I think Boethia is a better fit than Maroon. I I don't know. Well, like I know where you're coming from. I would mm-hmm. I, I I would actually disagree. I think um, Boethia is more like Lorcan's um, priest or um, oh, there's a word. There's a very good word, and yeah, it's not happening. Because because Lorcan is on the same subgradient as the princes for the most Bitch. part, right? I mean, I mean, kind of on that same level. Oh, subgradient? Up, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't. I, I don't think we're dealing with subgradiency here. I, I, okay. I, I mean, I, I think what's happening is that I, I think we're kind of trying. Like we're doing what I do personally a lot is <laughs> we're start we're starting to kind of lump together Padmaic entities, and yeah. the, Which, and what we're chasing is that yeah. common thread of Padmaic change between all these yeah. agencies well, I, that I mean, kind of makes them blur together uh, what i'm what, what i'm trying to get to is is that since Lorcan and the princes are kind of all parallel with each other for, mm. for, for the most part um i mean to say x is an agent of Lorcan, or or you know y is this or that of Lorcan, or Lorcan is this kind of misses the point because I mean, the, the way I see it, all princes, all Atada, they all overlap <clears throat> in some way or another. And mm-hmm. I tried making it. I tried making a diagram once showing which princes all overlap with each other. Oh, like a giant Venn diagram? Kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, with, yeah. But with like 30 circles. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's like four dimensional because they're all moving. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And so, so I was trying to have some kind of you know nebulous structure that that made sense and the more i worked at it the more frustrating it got because well no i've got molag ball down here and he's associated with you know it's azura up here because of mm-hmm. reason right well yeah. i can't I, I, I need to have those touch and so finally i said fuck it i just put them all together in one circle mm-hmm. there you go and that's the godhead what you actually need there is network producing software that would actually map it all yeah. for you properly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, there's a, there's shortest point algorithms that need to be used yeah. here to yeah. Um <clears throat> this this does was, touch on something though. Um it's it's something I forget if it was MK or someone else who said it. Um quit mixing up your gods and demons. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I yeah. I can never remember because I just remember someone saying that in a group, and I don't remember where they pulled it from. <clears throat> but um, that's something to keep in mind with um, a thread that we've been sort of trying to hint at throughout this whole process with the Daedra is, look, some of them are very bad dudes, but they all serve a purpose. And some are actually, you know, 
pretty good and relevant and important. So it's not like all Daedra are bad, all Aedra are good. In fact, yeah, if you watch yeah, our that's... Aedra cats, it's like the Aedra are dicks. Mm-hmm. So are the Daedra, but it's like, you know, it's, it's not just good and bad. Uh, yeah. um, and, and, and where I'm ultimately going with this about Maroon's Dagon and um, like how he sort of fits together um, as like an agent of of change with how the Daedra are always supposed to be about change and everything is um, each one represents a different part of change. So Maroon's Dagon is the destruction part before things can start to be rebuilt again and change happens that way. And then people start to whisper about what's being built and if that should actually be um, changed in some way, like amend the design, uh, if you want to think of it that way. And there's all these little different aspects in terms of a physical destruction or material destruction, metaphysical destruction, mental destruction, there's all these different ways that that can happen, right? And I say mental destruction because we just talked about, or no, we, we haven't talked about him yet, but it's going to be coming up. Molag Ball, the Prince of Wraith and Domination, and how he likes to break and dominate people. That would no doubt cause a lot of mental trauma for people. So is that not in a way a form of change? It's changing the person and their mentality, their outlook. Like the we, we can't, like Andrew said, it's so hard to try and bring all of these different gods and agents of change together because they each kind of, they're kind of like specialists. They they pick on just yeah. a few key areas of what they do. So Maroon's Dagon is big stompy. Molag mm-hmm. Ball is big, like, I want to break you. Mm-hmm. And Boethia is, I want you to turn on each other and I just want to see what happens after that. And mm-hmm. Shagorath says... I'm just going to unleash a cat in the dining room. Let's just see what happens. Me. Like, yeah. It's different in so many ways. <clears throat> it, it can't just be, like Andrew said, yeah. you know, some kind of how does it all fit together? Because it's so complex. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, and that's true, except for Jigalag. Okay, but fuck Jigalag. Disagree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, uh, no, I disagree a, with that. I'm, I'm, I'm a Jonathan on oh. this one. Yeah, uh, no, you can absolutely spin Jigalag as a of of a, a, a chaotic or an agent of of change, even though he per, uh, says that he's a proponent of like static order. Yeah, no, uh, he. Yeah, he, uh, but 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 simplest... th- that's a really great conversation that we need to have for the Shigurath cast, and not now. Yeah, so we'll say it. <laughs> Fair enough. Like. There's Sorry. very little we have on Jigalag, so I want to be able to save it all up for that for that one cast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. So save all your bits from um from being mm-hmm. destroyed from being destroyed by Alduin and bring them out at the appropriate time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Happy Chipster and Shad is right. Isn't ordering the uh, the process of ordering change? Yeah, it is, but yeah. again, save it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, won't, we won't have much, so let's uh, save it up. Something something that was brought up in chat that that I want to make sure it gets addressed is um, when Maroon's Dagon tried to invade Mornhold right. and was fought off by Sothasil and Almalexia. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know all the details about that, but I know if, if in Morrowind you uh, you go to Mornhold in uh, Plaza Brindisidorum, there's a, uh, uh, there's a statue of <clears throat> Almalexia doing battle with Maroon's Dagon. And um, oh, I mean, what do we what do we know about that 
that conflict in particular? I mean, do, do we know much? Um, I, I mean, I, we know what happened. The story that it happens in, I mean, the, the tales that are being told about it are, are mm. pretty vague. I mean, yeah. he, he tried to invade, he got fought off. Yeah, um, but the question mm. is, why did he invade Mornhold specifically, right? Um, uh. Because because Marin's Dagon has lots of different names, right? Like this Marin's Dagon, it's also the exalted and most puissant lord, Garant or Gerant of Dagon, Marun's. Uh, the Black Daedra Lord, Merun's the Razor, Merun's the Thief Taker, Merun's God Body, and Merun's the Red Arms that went up. And Ken Slayer. <clears throat> yeah, and he's also the Daedric Prince of Destruction, Change, Revolution, Energy, and Ambition. Mm-hmm. So he's also kind of stepping on like Molag Ball's toes a little bit there. Yeah, but he was also um, we have we have the answer in chat from mm. Bhakti. That in that specific instance, he was um, he was summoned by a spurned Dunma witch. If we were, um, if we are to um, believe <laughs> that particular part of twenty nine twenty, I don't know if we've got any corroboration from another source. I will but bet he- five thousand septums that the spurned Dunma witch was Azura in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, it was, it was so, so 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 the story goes was that um it was that the duke of mornholds but um t- turned this particular dunmer away when she had his kid and wasn't prepared to keep them in the house or legitimize them or whatever are and we, so are, and are so we, talk, and, are, are we talking about so, the 20 are we talking about the 2920 yeah mm-hmm. okay okay i was yeah. i was reading about you know all the all that stuff but go ahead yeah, so that that particular instance of the destruction of Mournhold wasn't particularly um, Dagon's <laughs> own action entirely, um, although it was one of the ways round um, the. I don't know whether it was the Cold Harbor Compact, or whether it was something else, some other prohibition against Daedra being around. Um, I don't remember. But. Um, but so it would have been a way for Dagon to exercise some sort of influence on Tamriel, um, or more than he would have otherwise. So I very much doubt he would have object- um, he would have objected, um, even if it wasn't his own instigation. Or whether he even has his own instigation is actually something I wanted to talk about because I remember um, Michael brought up in a cut in in one of the Khajiit casts maybe that. Um, Dagon is portrayed as a kitten, um, which can't um, because kittens can't control their claws quite so well. And you've also got um, so a lot of um, so a lot of Dagon's destruction um, is is potentially unintentional in some ways. And when you've got um, the associations for Dagon in the tribunal faith as well, he's associated with natural disasters, which are unintentional, which are no one's fault. So um, there's an aspect to Dagon that is not it's it's still destruction, but it's not malevolent in that sense. So the idea that there is some sort of so Dagon that Dagon necessarily has some sort of plan, it's just kind of it's I just 
Do. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like on, on the subject of like you know, it's a kitten. I was just imagining a kitten yeah. getting into all sorts of trouble and like shredding the toilet paper. And so I'm like, oh, who's a good little digger? Like rubbing the keys to me. Who's yeah. a good little digger? Except this is a this is a cosmically huge kitten that every once in a while rends whole cities in half. So, so like a like an yeah. even bigger Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, uh, I mean. I think I think the Khajiit point about the the classification the the depiction of Dagon as like a big out of control kitten is that it's it it actually kind of speaks to the Daedric kind of structure the the idea of a Daedra in general is that they have a spirit to them a type of a a, a keep using the phrase the word idiom that um that is inseparable from them and that they're always going to be that way because they can't do anything else and. Just like a kitten can't control its own claws, Dagon can't stop destroying things. It's just not yeah. possible. Um, and you can think of it as adorable, like a kitten trying to, who can't control its claws until you're Amalexia and you come home one day and your whole city has been burnt to a crisp. And, you know, who wants that? You know. <laughs> it's, so it's, it's, it's like, a, it's like a, I don't know, you could say it's um, sort of like a slang term that they would use in older tv shows where you know bang boom straight to the moon in this case it's god damn it dagon yeah. just destroying everything is like well <laughs> I, uh, I just I, I I go destroying again yeah. I, I kind of imagine him as urkel did i do that no, no. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he just pushed he just pushed mornhold off the table that's all that actually happened yep <laughs> Marriage Ma- Dagon is that guy in a fedora who weighs like 500 pounds who shows up to a Magic the Gathering convention and flips the table when he doesn't win. Muff Sarah. Muff Sarah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Um, so, or, um, I, I think yeah, we we've should... had. Um, we, I, I mean, you know, we, we've talked at length about how um, the Razor itself works and um the idea of the razor being sort of like a microscopic mythic wise a microscopic direction of all of dagon's power um and um and we we see that in action in a number of ways most famously in um mankar cameron's um rewriting of his past uh mm. Mm. So and and we discussed that at, at great length in the uh, Cameron cast. I think we've done two. Um, <laughs> I feel like we've done two. Mm. So I don't think we necessarily need to go into that. But I mean, beyond that, we've. I mean, guys, have we missed anything? Uh, we we have missed a few things, which is that. Yes. Um, so okay, uh, there's first of all, um, we haven't really. Well, I guess we have talked about the Mysterium Xarxes at length in other um, episodes, but it should be mentioned. And also, we should talk about the Spear of Bitter Mercy and just for mm. shits and giggles, uh, the Daedric Crescent, because those are his Daedric artifacts. Yes. Outside of Mayroon's Razor. The Spear um, of Bitter Mercy isn't his. I thought it was. No, that's, that's 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 here scene, and it was it was uh, um, stolen by Shale Gorth at one point. It. 
it gets claimed by both at some points, I think, because or is it just that the Spear of Bitter Mercy is in Battlespire um, and Dagon yeah, is the I, one you're facing off there? Because um, yeah, there, there, there was a question earlier from Benef- Benefactor about links between um, between Dagon and Hercene. Um, is there... Because I think there possibly should right. be some somewhere if we're going to start talking mm. about natural disasters and hunting and state of nature and stuff, and particularly Hobbesian, if we're going to get to the whole state of nature as being a war of all against all, that that that's very very Dagony. Uh, right. um, yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, I'm going to let Felix talk now before he explodes. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, we talked about this in the Reachman cast um, that. That um, the Reachmen, while they worship Hercene, there's seven aspects to that to him, which is basically yep. actually a Daedric pantheon. One of those is Marion's Razor, and actually, uh, sorry, not Marion's Razor, uh, Marion's Dagon. And if you actually look, I'm looking at it right now, the Marion's Dagon um, article on UESP, the Spear of Bit of Mercy, um, it says little to nothing is known about the spear, but it's believed to be of Daedric origin. Uh, multiple spears exist and were said to be forged by the Daedric Prince Marion's Dagon, but at least one has become the signature weapon of his ally, Hurstein, who has become the Daedric Prince that is most closely associated with the artifact. Dagon forged the spears for use in the ritual of the innocent quarry, the great hunt that takes place yes. within, the, uh, within the Chimera of Desolation. As the spears yep. of bitter mercy are weapons of great power, those intended for use in a great hunt are forbidden from being removed from the site of the hunt, and they cannot be wielded by any mortals or immortals except those sanctified to the hunt and bound to its rules. According to Reachman myth, Hercene is said to wield his Spear of Bitter Mercy when he takes on the aspect of Alrabeg the Hunter. This spear grants its wielder a magical shield, as well as the ability to summon Storm Atronax. In appearance, it is a metallic spear, usually with two or four protruding prongs surrounding the central spearhead. It is sometimes emblazoned with Daedric Hecam sigils, um, representing the letter H. Much like other artifacts associated with Hercene, it rejects a user who is unworthy of wielding it. So they are um, created like by Merun's Dagon, and there's several of them, one of whom he gave to Hercene, and it became one of his most important aspects, which would mm-hmm. also explain why, uh, to the Reachmen, Marion's Dagon, in a way, like if you read between the lines, he's one of the aspects of Hercene. So, yay, mm-hmm. more dope lore. That's why I was like, wait, I can bring back something that I talked about in the previous. Yeah. So, is that so? I'm just thinking then, if that's the case, um, I'm just thinking back to a line that um, Morian Zenas said in on Oblivion when he was questioning whether Hercene was a prince or not. Um, does that mean that Hercene only became a proper prince through some sort of patronage from Dagon? It's entirely possible that uh, that's the case, or maybe it involved Marion's razor to cut Hercene's nimic. Like, yeah. hmm, maybe. Um, and just another, th- and just on what, and thinking about artifacts as well. Um, Dagon seems to make weapons out of himself a fair bit because um, we were arguing about whether the razor and Dagon are distinct things. It feels, well, I, is there any indication that the spears were made from Dagon um, rather than being um, being made by? Um, 
I think they would have mentioned Dagon. the description of the Moon Reaver is that it's made of Dagon's. Yes. That's, that's absolutely where I was Substance. going. Yeah. Yeah. So. The, the, oh, God. Uh, does this mean in the context of spears and Baron's made his own spears? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Sometimes the spear is just a spear. And, um, okay, good. Yeah. Baron's Dagon built those, these spears, um, for multiple, uh, Daedric princes. I mean, that's why, uh, Shirgorath ends up with one in, um, Morrowind. So it's 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 you know I mean uh, um, Sauron the Deceiver forged in secret a master ring etc etc. It's it's you know it's like the um, it's a little bit like Dagon built the spears for his friends and you know or or his buddies or whatever and that's so, just sort so of who who would be his Celebrimbor? I wonder. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Would that would that be Xerxes? Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I know Dick all about the about the uh, the deep Lord of the Rings lore, man. I can't. Because didn't because uh, the the uh, Mysterium Xerxes, uh-huh. which is associated with Marin's Dagon, that was yeah. was it written by? I think it was, I think it was written by Xerxes. I thought it was written. By Dagon, if memory serves, I can't remember. Yeah, one or uh, the other. The Mysterium Xarxes or the Augment Vinium? The Mysterium Xarxes. Uh, the, 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 the actual book itself, because there's the commentaries yeah. on the Mysterium Xarxes, which are Manker Hammerons. That are Manker Hammerons, yeah, but the Mysterium Xarxes is supposed to be the book of Xarxes. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, supposed okay. to be written by, by Xarxes himself. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think it, I, I, I think it was given to Marin's Dagon. 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 Oh no, it's according to UESP, it's written by Marin's Dagon, who scribed it in the deserts of rust and wounds. Yeah, deadlands to me. That's that's taken from the commentaries, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it was an artifact of great and evil power. The Xerxes was said to have a vile, corrupting influence. Reading from the book required magical protection from its powers. Even merely handling it was said to be dangerous. It was given given by Dagon to Mankar Cameron. Uh, or, really? Appears in the Creation Club wielded by a goblin? <laughs> we, that's the spirit bit of mercy, by the way. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. Mm. <laughs> wielded by mm. a goblin. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't actually see. Goblin's gonna be cool too. Uh, I don't actually see Xerxes. Yeah, only when enslaved itself. by Golden Myrrh. Yeah, those curved swords, though. What about yeah, them curved for... swords, though? Uh, yeah, to really? paraphrase a very, very racist <laughs> comment about the British Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 curious as to re- the relationship between uh, Marin's Dagon and Xerxes. Xerxes is a yeah. is a deity, but the deity Xerxes is well, not mentioned at all in this USB article. Well, he was um, Xerxes was corrupted by Hermes Mora. Yeah. Um, just would when would Dagon have been involved enough? With that, or was I, I? I don't know whether Herm, um, Herm Mora decided. 
oh, let's franchise this guy out and see what favors I can uh, get. Because Xerxes is described to Ariel also. Yes. And so was, yeah. Um, Mesmer claimed that the knowledge he gave to Xerxes was recorded in the Augmentinium. Huh. I remember there being something. Oh, okay. Have we done a cast on Xerxes yet? No. Nope. The, the, the Mysterium Xerxes, written by Maron's Dagon, shares a similar name to the scribe, yeah. but it is unknown if there is any relation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, I was, I was looking. I mean, there's got to be some link there. I mean, I'm a firm believer in that uh, there, there are no coincidences in test lore. Um, uh, <laughs> what about what about Resdane? That's it's only, only in Resdane. Oh yeah, make there is Daniel great again. Yeah, All right. There is there is no coincidence. Yeah, um, but in, if that's the case, that is is Zarsis a a word of some species in um, in Elfex? Um, just um, just thinking just in the same way that Homomora is um, is woodland Maybe and the like. It just means book. It yeah, wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if oh, if, the, yeah. if the divine scribe um, either gives his name to the act of scribing itself, mm, that's possible. Mm. There is one book mm. called Xerxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. A book uh, called Book. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's super short. It's just a conversation between Xerxes and Agma. Uh, okay. Here's a, I, I wrote a book. It's called Book. <laughs> hmm. So okay, so we're not okay. finding much on yeah, no, Xerxes. It, nothing, uh, nothing that's related to to Marin's Dagon. So or or Marunis, if you want to get Greek about it, Marunis. Okay, nerd. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, my favorite's testicles. <clears throat> I, I prefer popsicles myself. Popsicles, yes. It's best not to confuse those two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, depends well, which one lick. Anyway, um, <laughs> the irony of saying "okay, nerd" in this did, group. Yeah, no kidding, right? We, yeah, I, I know. We, I I know we mentioned it, but did we go into detail all about the uh, Daedric Crescent? Not yet, no, nope. which is what I was going to no. say. Like, so anyway, yeah. we should talk about my favorite Daedric artifact, because I always went out of my way to find that in Morrowind, get it, and wield it. Um, That's I, a I task, like man. The, the Daedric Crescent's not easy to get. So, yeah. yeah, It's called Cheats. No. no. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's called Colson. Don't, don't, yeah. No, don't be a wiener. No, you just got to get... It's in the little the little chest next to Devaeth Fear. It's got a hundred buck level. You just, got, you just uh, make an open lock spell at 100. I mean, you just need alteration skills. And if you're stealing from Deve Fear, you, you've got oh, that kind of gun. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't give a shit. Oh, he doesn't? Uh, oh, okay. No, no, no. He, well, he challenges you to steal his stuff. And all the lock levels are at 100. So 
it, yeah, but but he challenges you to steal all of his stuff in the corpusarium, though, doesn't he? Yeah, and and some yeah. of the chests end up. I mean, some of the the related chests because it's kind of like a scavenger oh, hunt. Sort of thing. Okay, so okay. like that's weird to me because maybe it's the Mandela effect or something. But I have a pretty distinct memory of playing Morrowind, and I got the Daedric Crescent fighting like a Dramora or something yeah, in a Daedric yeah. Temple. Yeah. Yes. No, really? that's, that's yes. not it's a Mandela drop. effect. Okay. Good. Yes. So 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 here's the thing. Um, is once you take uh, there's an amulet that's in that little chest next to the fear. You put it on, you're immediately transported okay, to right. to to a, a an enclosed Daedric shrine. There it is. No way in. There's no way out. And there's um <clears throat> uh, Lord Lord Dragus Volar is who you have <clears throat> to fight. Uh, and he has the Daedric Crescent, which I think paralyzes and does like fire damage or something. I mean, it's a pretty gnarly weapon. Um, and um, Disintegrate armor 5 to 30 on touch. Oh, yeah. Paralyzed yeah, for yeah, 10 yeah. seconds on touch. Oh, my God. Oh! Yeah, yeah, it's rough. Do you see uh, why I love that blade? It has it yeah. has enough charges to be fired 10 there, times. That's it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so once you kill him, um, you're transported <clears throat> out and you have the crescent in your inventory. But there's a way to get two Daedric crescents if, you if you're fast. Them off. If, no, if you use if you use a mark spell in mm. that Daedric shrine, after you're transported out, you recall mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you loot his body to get another Daedric Crescent. And then you can use you know divine intervention or something to get out. And then you oh my God, put I'm in a mod to do wield it for maximum like weed. Daedric crescents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Devath Fear's like, what? what happened? <laughs> I'm breaking yeah, the game. <laughs> yeah, so aside from real, real cool looking. Yeah, because there, there used to be a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, They're also referenced in Battlespire, which we yes, should talk yes. a bit yeah, about. Well, well, even even the, the cover art of Battlespire has a, has a, yeah. a Dark Seducer app. A Dark Seducer when they were more like Succubi. And it, it mm holding a Daedric Crescent, and it's got its wings, and it's kind of a silhouette sort of deal. Um, that That's... Yeah, there used to be a lot more, and I think the uh, the um, Imperial University, like, had most of them destroyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I imagine they were... I don't remember anything specifically that, that corroborates this, but uh, I imagine... Okay. I imagine I imagine the crescents were probably used by, you know, some of uh, um, Marin's Dagon's, you know, like he had like an elite force or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were, and they they were used to storm. Crescent. They were used to storm the battle spire, which yeah. benefactor is saying in chat. And now I now he says it. I remember the thing. Yay, Mandela effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. We like uh, the interesting thing about. Battlespire and the game that's sort of like a standalone about Marion's Dagon and everything. Um, I haven't played it. That was definitely before my time. Um, I tried to play it, but I kept dying. Yeah. Well, that's classic old Elder Scrolls for you, right? They kicked your ass. It was, it was the well, Dark Souls it's, of its day. But it's um, almost it's almost more like a roguelike because it sends you back to the beginning every time you die. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Oh. Um. But uh, it, it's it's interesting to explore the fact that the Battlespire is this. It's basically kind of like a spaceship or a space station, and it's got what's basically access to the Dreamsleeve, which is 
use like the internet. And I just found that to be very fascinating when I was first delving into the lore beyond areas that I'm particularly fond of. Um, but I don't know, or I like, haven't found out where this battle spire came from and why it had to involve Miriam's Dagon. Hmm. So for that, we turn to our veteran, Chris, and uh, hopefully he can tell us. I ain't played that fucking game. I don't know I what can, you're talking about. <laughs> I, 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 I can give you that one. Um, cool. It was um, that it was um, this um, that it was linked back to various plots that um, that Yagar Tharn had. Mm-hmm. That um, Tharn was allied with Dagon, and part of and part of his di- part of Tharn's deal was that he would give um, he would give Dagon the battle spire as. And then that's kind of would be used as a staging ground to invade Nern. And when um, when uh, when Tharn screwed up, um, Dagon just invaded anyway. Yeah, so. I do remember that. Oh, yeah, um, sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they came from Remenite era. <laughs> Probably. I think that's. I, 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 I know they've been mentioned in Remen era. But I didn't know if they were Alestia or Revan. I don't think we've got confirmation either way. Um, but or at least I ha- if we have, I haven't seen it. But um, but Re- but Raman did enough stuff um, that um, with um, with Aetherius that I would not be surprised um, that um, th- um, that it was the Raman era stuff that. Um, that produced the battle spires. Um, also, <clears throat> also, yeah, I, I, I just had a theory that it was all happening in um, Ramon the third's time because he was, um, because he was the one that was kind of the golden age. But I seem to remember that the second edition pocket guy claims that it was Ramon Cyril, so it would have been Ramon the first. Okay. Aside. Um, <clears throat> quick question here, not just for those of us here in this room, but also for everyone in chat right now. How do you pronounce it? Is it Remen, Ramon, Remen? Like, how do people pronounce it? Uh, his, well, it's actually pronounced. It's pronounced it's Ramon. Ramon. I can tell you that uh, when we were talking about doing uh, how we were going to manage voice acting for the Tattered Demelion mod, all the natives of Tattered Demelion were going to be Australian. Remen. So it'd be Remen. Remen. <laughs> Get I? Oh, yeah. Reman, like He Man, because he's so powerful. I'm pretty sure it's actually Reman. Well, yeah. Reman yeah. in the Re- CC of yeah. power. Reman. Oh my God. Reman. Yeah, Remus. That, 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 yeah. That, mm-hmm. that makes so that makes so much sense. It yeah. just it, has to be. If because if you say yeah, if you say Re- if, if you say Reman, sounds like you're saying Reman. Like, no, it's it's Ramen. I don't know if that's it. It's all soup. We've been touched by his noodly appendage. Mm-hmm. Not Freeman's, please. No. Noodly, noodly appendage down there, if you mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, where, where all the clam chowder comes from. Yeah, he, yep. he can do that without hands, so he's fine. Freeman, no! <laughs> what do you do, dude? <laughs> and, and we've devolved into degeneracy yes. as per usual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right on schedule. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it has been an hour and a bit. Tentacles, yeah. Uh, Tantacles. Um, so I'm gonna wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, before it gets I think we've any done worse. enough damage. 
Um, wait, oh, wait till that's I... a great pun. That is a great pun. Yeah. Wait, wait till I tell you what I think of sweet rolls. Mm, no. no. Uh, <laughs> pass. So, um, hey guys, what are we doing uh, in two weeks? We're doing Mafala. Mafala. That'll be fun. So all you, all you fans of Spooters out there, we've got a cast for you. Um, no, I had a I, I had a thought climbing out of the shower this morning. I was hmm? like, what Uh-oh. what genre of music would each prince listen to? I think from a fala, it'd be like porncore. Okay, hang mm, hang on. Hang on. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> Mafala would probably just based on everything we know about her, probably listens to like classic boss bitch girl country. Of like, I killed a man and buried his corpse. Uh, like, uh, let's be real here. Uh, just Jolene by uh, just Dolly on, Parker. but all exactly. nothing but remixes of Jolene. No, uh, <laughs> Mafala does not listen to Jolene. Mafala listens to Blondie. Like, come on, let's yeah. Be real here. yeah. Um, also, um, um, sorry, r- real quick. I promise this is my last terrible thing. Um, Andrew had talked earlier about Marin's Dagon kind of being like, you know, the, the prince of people suck. Um, yeah. So I'm just imagining now is Marin's Dagon is like a goth dad to Nocturnal as the goth mom. That's basically mm-hmm. how I'm like visualizing it. Andrew's getting mm-hmm. kicked out of it. I G- Gomez and Morticia Adams, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. go. <laughs> and that was the last terrible thing, I promise. All right, folks. We'll see you in two weeks. Yep. Talk about spoters. Yes. Bye bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.